0: Welcome to Jones and the Temple Film. I'm Steve and Chris and Brad. We're going into the randomly chose for my hat. uh, What what we're going to do for a theme here. And I chose it's coming from space. So any of the listeners out there, this like next theme, next three is going to be. It's coming from space. And I chose invaders from Mars. So Brad. Have you ever seen Invaders from Mars?
1: I haven't until a couple weeks ago, but uh, I tell you what, I had a lot of fun watching this. I took a lot of notes, and I can't wait to get, dig into this.
0: All right, Chris, had you ever seen this?
2: No. No, I've never seen it at all, but i uh, it, was, it was a movie. It was on film. I watched it.
0: I picked it because I haven't watched this since like my grandpa and I watched it. He was a kind of like a secret sci-fi fan. I think he liked a lot of the 50s stuff when he was probably a kid or I actually don't know what age he was then. I'm not going to do the math. But yeah, he liked all the old, you know, like nuclear sci-fi stuff. So I think just one day he said that it was like, oh, Invaders from Mars. He probably remembered the like old 1950s one. So we watched it. And that's the only time I had seen it until two weeks ago. And it took me two watches. Because the first time I fell asleep,
2: <laughs> about
0: the <laughs> thirty-minute mark, maybe forty-minute, and then I was thinking, oh, maybe we shouldn't do this. And then I, I turned it back on, and it's like, okay, this picks up. It's it's
2: a it just takes a bit. Yeah, the second half's a lot better than the first half.
1: I was pretty enamored with the the intrigues of the first part, though, too, with the the ch- the teacher, the church lady there, Mrs. McKelch.
0: Oh, yeah, who's always like, David Gonda!
1: David Gonda, come over here. You're a bad boy.
0: I was like, oh, man, kid, run. This, this lady's crazy.
1: She's eating a frog that's been soaked in formaldehyde.
2: That's in the second half. Yeah.
1: Whoa, I guess, yeah, so I took a bunch of notes, and I guess I didn't really start taking notes until really in depth until the second half okay
2: (laughs) yeah that's when i said i think it like that's when the movie starts like the the beginning part with the parents and everything it's it's weird and school but it doesn't really kick in until like that well yeah
0: for like the first 45 minutes i have four notes and it's mostly like david and parents parents turn into aliens david goes to school
2: (laughs) i got i got they got that r rating real fast I don't think it is R-rated, but they were cussing, like, immediately in this movie.
1: Yeah, you notice the parents are sleeping in a twin bed to start off? So this is, like, the mid-1986 or something like that. So they're sleeping in a twin bed. I did not notice that. As adults, and I guarantee that there is not a happy marriage.
0: It's Wait, wait. Two people in one twin bed? It wasn't even a full?
1: It was a twin bed. It was tiny.
2: Oh, that's terrible. just like to cuddle really close all night.
0: Jesus, no, I can't do that. All right, before we uh, get into this bad boy, you guys ready to uh, watch the, the trailer here? Mm-hmm. Let's pull
1: it up. Waiting. Let's do this.
3: David Gardner just woke up to a nightmare in his own backyard. But no one will listen. Let me- No one will believe.
2: I told you, he needs psychiatric help.
3: And soon, no one will be left.
2: Dad? Are you okay, Dad?
3: Fine. Because something strange is happening to the people of Willow Creek. Everything's fine now. And David Gardner is about to find out why. David! I'm gonna- presents toby hoopers invaders from mars there's no place on earth to hide
0: all right so uh you know not a bad trailer it kind of shows off you know like the 80s vibe it's kind of like more of the uh, pg-13 et in a way that's what i kept getting from
2: this or close Encounters. Yeah,
0: close to Connor, so I get that, yeah. Well, I was just wondering, like, Toby Hooper, uh, you know, directed this and everything. You know, y- you got him coming off Poltergeist, and then you got E.T. at some point there being very popular, and he was on his three-deal um, contract with Canon at this time, and I was just like, I don't know how this came about. I don't know if it was from him or from someone else, or Canon wanted it, but it just feels like Toby Hooper's It's like, hey, I can also make a family film. But this is (laughs) this is a family film that's going to give a lot of kids nightmares.
1: (laughs) That totally went over my head. Are we like the Toby Cooper, the Toby Hooper fan club here?
0: Accidentally, yes. (laughs) Well, because when I picked this, I forgot Toby Hooper directed it. And for anyone out there, if this is like the first episode you clicked on, go back to the past. And we literally just did, you know, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre like one through four. So I didn't, I forgot. And then when I, you know, was looking up the facts on this, I was like, "What, Toby Hooper? Seriously?
2: We could do life force.
0: Yeah. Oh, space vampires slash. Life yeah. It came from space. Uh, Yeah. We, someone could have did that. Um, You guys, you guys got the next ones. I'm not going to spoil what you picked.
2: Life
1: force is first on my list, but uh, we got something else coming from space. And let me tell you, fans or fan (laughs) (laughs) listening right now um i'm not going to drop any hints on it but it's like we're gonna we're gonna pass some milestones with that one
0: yeah that's a good one that's yeah all right um already said directed by toby hooper screenplay by dan o'bannon and don jacoby now dan o'bannon everyone's gonna know from alien i think he did a treatment of that or something but definitely from um Return of the Living Dead. But Dan O'Bannon's done treatments on a lot of things. He's also a very creepy guy.
2: Can I tell a secret here when you say everybody's going to know? Yeah, I don't learn directors or actors on purpose, generally. Like, I just don't care and I try not to, but eventually you'll you'll learn them. But Mm -hmm. that way I had no idea that this and Texas Chainsaw Massacre were by the same person. No idea. I'll tell you. You do now. Now I do know
0: everyone's learning with us.
2: You'll tell me every week.
0: The next guy, Don Jacoby. I don't know who he is, but he worked a lot with canon and he did uh, Death Wish three, some other he, canon films. But the other one that
2: he's also on so. Force. yeah,
0: the other one that jumped out at me was vampires. John Carpenter's vampire. I
2: love that movie. I do. I do like that, too. OK, a lot of people talk shit on it. I like it a lot. It's Western,
0: like just sun drenched movie. Uh, I mean, it's got some goofy shit in it, but that's you know John Carpenter
1: and James Woods, right? So yeah.
2: oh yeah, yeah. And it's the yeah ninety eight, so that late nineties, early two thousand, weird, edgy sci fi. That's I love that stuff. Yeah,
1: yeah, the social media algorithms have not pushed James Woods into a centrist position.
0: Well, James Woods um, has done his best to uh, keep himself way out in the outskirts. <laughs> That dude's Twitter feed when he was active was nuts. Was it? (laughs) Oh, yeah, he's. I mean, anyone who doesn't know anything about James Woods, uh, you know, put your uh, put the private on Safari or, you know, incognito and Chrome and go look at all his stuff just because I don't want you to get in those algorithms. (laughs) I mean, that's what happens when I do like jokey joke things and I'm like looking up like right wing media. And then before I knew it, my entire Facebook is just covered in right-wing media um, ads. And I'm like, ah, damn it. This is all my fault. You did it to yourself. Uh, distributed by Canon Pictures, released on June 6th, 1986. So, you know, pretty much right there in the middle. Um, that's that's right around Aliens, right? Aliens was about 86, 87. 87, yeah. I also think was Predator. I mean, some good. Good sci fi coming out at this time
2: from space, all from space.
0: Budget of around seven million, which Toby Hooper got so much money from Canon for Life Force Invaders from Mars and Texas Chainsaw Massacre, too. It's crazy. I mean, you got to admit, like all these films that he did for them, their production values high and they look good. hmm. Like a lot of people can disagree on the stories, but they look good. They're all enjoyable
2: films.
1: I would say the timing was wrong because when Texas Chainsaw Massacre came out in 1974, there wasn't a whole lot. It was like a, a virgin ecosystem. They were just an invasive species and there was nothing to go up against. But now you're talking mid 80s. You're going mm-hmm. up against Stallone, Schwarzenegger. I mean, you're not going to beat those guys with a $7 million budget.
0: No, I mean, it was it was tough because the 80s was just so much was coming out. In the you know, the horror franchises, the. Sci-fi movies, the action films. This is a tough decade to get through. And I think that's why we have so many documentaries on it, because there were so many hidden gems that just no one ever saw. Plus, they were just flooding the VHS market.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, if it's like you have Schwarzenegger, Stallone, and Chuck Norris, and like John Claude, I mean, they just devoured everything.
2: Mm -hmm. John Claude, man. Cyborg.
1: That guy's got some good movies.
2: What is it, JVD? JC... JCVD.
1: And also, what was that one we watched? Um, Hard Target with Wilford Brimley.
0: <laughs> oh, his greasy mullet. And that's amazing.
1: Walking around in a trench coat in the middle of summer in New Orleans. That's... Yeah, that's a good
0: one. <laughs> I don't sweat. Uh, box office, it kind of bombed a little bit to $4.9 So it definitely lost money. I don't know if it ever made it up in the you know rental stores. Maybe. I don't think so, though. You don't hear much about this one. This one definitely like just faded into obscurity. Then we got starring Karen Black as Linda, the school nurse. Linda! Linda! I mean, she's from, uh, I remember her from Easy Riders, but man, she, she acted forever from like the 50s, all. The, well, maybe not the 50s, but definitely in the 60s all the way up to the 2000s. She's uh, got a lot of credits to her name. Then Hunter Carson as David Gardner.
2: David.
0: David. They said his name all the time in this film.
2: Mm-hmm. The the teacher just screams it at him.
0: Will Rain Newman as Ellen Gardner, the mom, also known as the other Conehead, and she was one of the original SNL cast members. She kind of just fades. Like I don't hear a lot of people talk about her, but she had quite. She still has quite a career in. Uh, Animated and video game voices.
2: A lot of people end up doing that. It's nice.
0: Yeah, she's she's got a lot of them, too. So but she, I mean, she was good at voices, so it makes sense. Then we got James Karen as General Wilson, just the campy ass general.
1: Very emotional for a general.
0: David, I need you to sit down and tell me what you saw. <laughs> Lights a cigar he's so goofy i can't take him serious
1: oh and he starts losing guys like Rinaldi <laughs> get it well, together general come on let's go
0: when i first saw him i was like oh this has got to be an army general or something and then finds out they're marines
1: no i got some things to say about that i was very impressed with how they handled that and i can tell you why okay later on
0: and then we, ha- well, and people are going to always recognize him also from Return of the Living Dead, uh, which is just, oh man, I love him. He just plays that like over-the-top, goofy, can't-be character so well. And then Bud Cort as the NASA scientist, that weird-looking guy is in so much, but he was also in the original TV um, show for uh, Bates Motel in the 90s. Have you guys ever seen that? No. I never did. Was it good? No, it never made it past the pilot, but it's really quite interesting. I just wanted to let everyone know that. I also think it was in MASH. I think that was like his hit role. All
2: uh, right, he's in Coyote Ugly. That's probably his best film. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> Life aquatic. He was in MASH.
0: Okay. And then uh was it Luis Fletcher as Miss Merketch? I guess that's how you say her name. And everyone McEl-
1: Ms. McKelch? Mrs. McKellich, McKelch, Mrs. The Church Lady.
0: Church Lady. I'm gonna kind of call her that from now on. Uh, Best known for Nurse Ratchet in One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest, so one. I think she won an Oscar for that because there's actually a story on this movie about that.
2: She's the grandma in uh, Flowers in the Attic. Oh,
0: that yeah.
2: That's fucked up.
0: Yep that's a that's a movie that's a movie we will never review. (laughs) No, I'm fine with that. No, I'm just letting everyone know out there. He's like, don't expect that shit.
2: I don't want sad, sad movies.
0: And uh, you know, this VHS had absolutely no trailers to it because this was a video treasures VHS. Boy, I'm glad I didn't have to watch that on that EP recording because I bet it's shit. I'm there's other VHSs, but I don't have the other ones man video treasures did not care they just put that shit out and said fuck you no trailers and this is a piece of shit enjoy
1: this is before netflix i mean it's kind of like this similar like streaming netflix model or just you know all these different streaming services just throw content out there and something will make money
0: that's exactly what they did i mean they got a a lot of video treasures as canon films because once canon went out of business you know just buy them up and distribute them
3: so let's start this film and now our feature presentation
0: this film to me starts does not start until about 45 minutes in it's just a lot of David and his dad David wants to be an astronaut
2: I think it might have been better if the acting was just a little better but I mean if you like campy whatnot you might really enjoy it
1: yeah, the only part of the first the only part of the first movie, the first part of the movie here that I say that was memorable to me is like how David's dad he goes off looking at that spaceship, comes back stumbling. Next morning he apparently doesn't have to go to work very early and he's like super hungover. He's given off those like David Hasselhoff fives. You remember that video with Hasselhoff's like all drunk and on the floor like trying to eat a burger.
0: <laughs> oh yeah. I watch that every day. Uh, he works for NASA too, so. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, on the the military base he works for NASA. I mean, I yeah. got some notes like he's like, fucking sick, a coin! Right? They're so stoked over that penny. But it's Schrodinger's penny, so it paid off.
0: Yeah, at least they had a point to that penny, because I remember at the beginning of this, I was like, this is a lot of shit about a penny.
2: said Schrodinger's like the cat. I meant um, the gun. The Catch- gun? What? Ketchav's gun, or whatever. Where they oh, show you the oh, gun, yeah, yeah. but yep. they won't use it, or they end up using it. Yeah. Schrodinger's penny. I'm dumb.
0: <laughs> that's the that's the penny uh trope from now on that's what we're gonna call and, it
2: you could be george
1: martin and just throw stuff in your books like that and then just like never use it because yeah. he probably forgets
2: yeah the other than the dad on the breakfast when he's what is that tic tacs what is, is that aspirin that he just pours in his coffee i remember the bacon that the mom ruined yeah they're just like psychopaths drinking dr pepper for breakfast i'm like every dr pepper addicts just like rolls out of bed, just starts pounding them Hey man,
0: that's what the '80s were about. We didn't know Sh- sugar's bad for you.
1: Sugar has less calories than fat, hence it's good for you.
0: Mm-hmm. Now wash it down with some or no eat some bacon and wash it down with Dr Pepper. <laughs> it's probably not that bad. At least they didn't cook the bacon in Dr Pepper. Other than that, could be good. I don't know.
2: I've I've done that with meatballs. It was really good.
0: What really?
2: Mm-hmm. I, I mean, made a Dr. Pepper. sugary. that yeah, sounds good. Yeah, that's really good. All
0: right. Good. Good to know. I don't it's...
2: recommend it. Very fat. Okay.
0: Yeah. I mean, you know, the aliens land in his, the Copper Hill, and then his parents get taken, and then more adults get taken, and then he just goes to school, and then his teacher's taken. You know, his uh, student is taken. And the only person he can trust is the nurse, and that's how that relationship builds. But right. I can tell you what when his teacher eats that frog
2: yeah when he finds the biology teacher <laughs> just slurping bad, that thing student, down David.
1: you're a bad boy then he just like follows her into like her murder van it's like yeah. the ford amber alert just what's going on there and then he follows her to the yet yet to be undiscovered Like, newly formed red glowing cave right next to a popular hiking trail. It's like, I guess no one stumbled across that yet.
0: No, of course not. People only hike on the weekends. People didn't have the internet back then. You had to actually find shit. You didn't have to, like, type it into Google, and Google would be like, Here, see the aliens. Oh, okay. That's where we go. I mean, she hated that scene, by the way, where she had to eat that frog. Um, Apparently, there's more about it on the uh, Scream Factory release that they did of this. I don't own that. But where she said this is like a career killer doing this and it was made out of some weird rubber. And it's like she said it tasted terrible and she hated it and had to be talked into it. She's like, damn it, I've won an Oscar and I'm doing this.
2: I'm like, ah, don't be that You signed up for a horror movie. That's your fault. Don't be that I mean, I would consider this a horror
0: movie.
1: Give it an Oscar-worthy effort at frog eating.
0: Go into it 100%. Just have fun with these movies. I hate it when I hear those stories about actors that are like, I'm better than this. And I'm like, you instantly become unlikable.
2: You fucking signed up for it. Yeah, you're getting paid. and It's not like there's a gun against your head. I know sometimes contracts are like, you have to do for us to do these two movies. We want you to do this one movie and they end up having to do it. But Mm -hmm. I mean, unless that happened with her, I mean, she signed her up for it. She okayed it.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I don't feel bad for her. I just hate to hear those stories. They irritate me. But, you know. Yeah. And then he finds the aliens inside this cave. And the only one he can trust is the nurse, which is kind of like you know, a scary feeling for a kid. I bet if I watched this as a little kid, it would make me a lot more uncomfortable. You know, like you can't trust your parents, you can't trust your friends. The only one you can trust is the school nurse. It's kind of weird. May
1: or may not be a pedophile.
0: She sees those golden locks on David. She can't. <laughs> oh, no,
1: no. So yeah, going back to David. So he gets in there. We see, we see the the leader of the Martians. Well, we see the two like walking. What are those testicles that are walking around
2: the <laughs> I'm gonna call them testicles
1: yeah. yeah so he follows them around and then we get the leader who's it's basically a giant coado except he's on the head of a penis
2: or krang yeah krang. i just love crying the whole time and he's like a e i o u a e i o u
1: and i'm thinking to myself okay these guys can handle traveling from mars to earth okay no small feet and they can uh-uh. do it with no with no problem but they can't capture david who's fucking stupid <laughs>
2: <laughs> he's right behind
0: him. And they're like, David.
1: And they don't get him.
0: And has like the surprise look face, like through 40% of this film. That's like his only go-to. Like, and I know he's a kid and everything, but there was parts of this and I'm like, man, David, David needs to have another shot. You know, he needs to get another take. I know it's tough with kids. And
2: they're like, kid we only actors. got four hours a day with this guy. We're getting what we can.
0: Yeah. That's probably what it came down to. Cause there was a couple takes that could have made, you know, done a little bit better where he, he's just saying his lines and we're going on with the film, but, you know, uh, these aliens, apparently I know Stan Winston, I don't know if they designed them, but Stan Winston studio and Stan Winston himself worked on this. Stan Winston took off a little bit early cause he had to go work on this movie called aliens.
2: This also has a Geiger feel to the aliens too. Yeah. I
0: yeah. Back-to-back films he's on. Now, obviously, the alien's, you know, base or whatever, their nest is cooler. But this one's cool looking. I liked it. Yeah, apparently it was supposed to pulse. It was the whole ship was supposed to be an actual, like, organic uh, creature.
2: That makes sense, because, like, the pattern on the doors is, like, when fungus and bacteria grow in a Petri dish.
0: Yeah, so that's what this whole ship was supposed to be alive like it was supposed to, and the brain was supposed to be attached and kind of like supposed to be its brain obviously but they could not do that they even with the even though with a good budget and a lot of really talented people around and they're like there's no way we can pull this off i mean he he had a 40 million dollar idea and uh you know he was trying to take advantage of the money and he did it just uh no should have got a better kid actor and probably should have scaled down some of their ideas. But they, you know, the the suits, the aliens, they look cool. Mm-hmm. Oh, they're cute.
2: Kidney bean testicles that look confused and angry at the same time. <laughs> and
0: laugh when they they're eat like, the teacher.
1: <laughs> no, I think they're cute. Yeah, I'm not scared of those at all. I mean,
2: <laughs> you'd be the NASA scientist that walked up.
1: Oh yeah, he wasn't and either. He's they like, understand
2: he's me. They like, <laughs> understand me.
1: This little point gets out there, and you know, of course, he's going to get just zapped in some hilarious fashion.
0: Oh, Toby Hooper loves to kill the hippies, the the yuppies, and the scientists. He's he's got a thing. He's like, oh, this is going to be so funny. This NASA scientist is going to get. He just doesn't me. like
1: nerds. I don't think. Yeah,
0: actually, he shot the the NASA scientist right with the copper gun.
2: Yeah, 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 yeah.
0: I thought it was really interesting that they come down because they're stealing our copper for energy.
2: That's why they came down?
0: Yeah, they're mining our resources, I think. You got that
2: somewhere in there? Okay.
1: Oh, that's like a V, kind of a V trope there, too. Remember V, the series and the TV movie where they come down to Earth to Mm. steal our water and then harvest humans?
0: See, I think all these aliens, like, uh, you know, Matrix, at least, you know, we're robots, right? Harvesting our energy. A lot of these aliens that come down, and they want to harvest humans and use them for stuff. It's like humans suck. Don't they're just just take our blow us up, take our shit and leave because we
1: suck. I mean, human beings aren't even really good at eating. I mean, I don't I'm not going to take what's his name's word for it. I mean, it's like taken from the word of cannibals. That's like, yeah, they're not going to worry
2: about it. I'm not getting
0: eaten. They can't eat you because of the, the ink.
2: You not he doesn't like tattoos. So oh. they make the meat taste weird. So. Oh. That's good to know. Yeah, and have just to get up. Start slathering them on, guys. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and then when my grandma's like, "Oh, how could you do that to your skin? So I don't get eaten, Grandma? You want me to get eaten?"
1: <laughs> You've seen the Texas Chainsaw Massacre? Those people are still out there. That's yeah. based on a real story.
0: One hundred percent real. <laughs> oh man, uh, where do we go from here? Oh, we got to talk about the general
1: we get that before but before like the church lady basically straight up abducts david in broad daylight and linda saves him and they're like there's only one place we can hide it's like only one place in the entire town you can hide which is the school basement and you have an adult woman with a child in a dark basement
2: i'm not scared i'm terrified
0: on a bed i just wish they would have went down in that basement and you would have saw a boiler and then freddie over on the other side and been like you're sharpening aliens are freddy (laughs) i'm gonna go with those testicle aliens
2: at least that death will be quick
0: oh man oh yeah when they eat her (laughs) her little feet are kicking out
1: all right so back to the general's office yeah they just walk straight up to they show up to the base and just go straight to the general's office just no one challenges them or anything just walk right on in
2: that'd be like a three-day process wouldn't it
1: yeah, you just don't. Yeah, they're kind of busy. And they, yeah, I, I don't think there's
0: any way David's getting into a general.
1: This is this was almost like buffoonery, like we saw in Iron Eagle.
0: Yeah, it, it is. It's. I guess they were trying to pass it off because David'
2: His dad is, is so high up and already yeah. knows all of those people.
0: And I, yeah, the general knows David, but even still, it would be like the general would probably come out to the hallway. At most and be like, is everything okay? Because I can have an assistant help you. (laughs) There's no way. Like, find me a private. (laughs) There's no way. But, and he gives him, not only is he cool with it, he gives him a whole meeting. You know, he's just like, all right, you've got your time, so spill the beans. What do you got?
1: He's like, tell me what's going on. If you guys didn't notice, there was a portrait behind the general's desk, and that was a portrait of Chesty Puller. Like, the most famous Marine and the history of the Marines. So later on, I did some research, and I'll talk about that and um how they depicted the Marines in this movie.
0: Well, you know what's interesting is so there was uh, these are supposed to be Air Force, And they wrote the Air Force and wanted to know if they could, you know, get some cooperation some help and stuff like that. And the Air Force never responded, and finally, they called them. And the Air Force just basically told them, no, we can't support a movie that says aliens are from Mars. And that's like a big thing. At least it was back then. And he's like, wait, seriously? And
1: they're like, you no. can't support Iron Eagle?
0: <laughs> yeah, I know. But that didn't have aliens. Uh, so apparently that was the thing because I did a little bit of research and uh, the Air Force, it does not like uh, movies or TV shows or anything to do with UFOs, whether it's from space or you know just someone else but then i was thinking like iron eagle those are ufos they're unidentified flying like enemies that's kind of i mean maybe not the same thing but so what happened was they're like oh crap we got to find someone else and one of the production designers or or maybe one of the effects guys goes you know I know someone in the Marines. Um, let me give you a number and let me see. And the Marines are all over it. They're like, hell yeah. And that's where that line <laughs> comes from. You know, uh, what is it that I wrote down? Uh, Marines got no qualms about killing Martians. That's literally a direct quote from the person in marketing <laughs> of the Marines. Just the he phone. asked him. He asked him on the phone. He's like, you know, the Air Force won't do this. And I can't get a hold of anyone else from the Navy or the army. And he's like, why are the Marines so good with this? And he goes, the Marines got no qualms killing Martians. And (laughs) he's like, that's the greatest thing I've ever heard. And it made it to the movie.
1: That was fantastic. That's great. Thank you for keeping that in the movie.
0: (laughs) And uh, they did the same thing too, because they, the Marines actually sent people on uh, just a, a couple people to help them with certain things. Obviously it wasn't how to hold a gun because that general that was embarrassing to see how he was holding that sidearm pointed at the aliens, like finger on the trigger. Mm-hmm. And like, like uh, he looked like someone who was acting almost like in the fifties. Like they don't know how to hold a gun. They don't get in any sort of like positioning.
1: <sighs> but then other parts were really good. And this is okay. This is what I'll get back to. So I'm going to say thank you for bringing in this. They brought in this, um this company called, Warriors Incorporated, and it's led by a guy named Dale Dyes. You've ever seen the um, the Minnesota Band of Brothers? He's the guy who mm-hmm. trained all those guys to go in and do this. And he kind of they go in, they they give military consultation. And he was a Marine himself, so they give military consultation consultation on movies as they're being. So and that's everything.
0: why the rest of the Marines that were in there looked like Marines.
1: And they look like Marines, and they move like Marines, and yeah, okay.
3: It,
1: you know, later on when they raid, they doing like a simultaneous raid on the copper hill and the um the school i mean this basically mm-hmm. like seal team six precision with those guys moving around because normally you know we were just watching iron eagle they depict the military like a bunch of buffoons but
2: oh well that one's
0: that one's like a special buffoonery
2: of the one guy going into the school sure fucking falls though
0: <laughs> oh, like right seriously? when he's coming
2: in the door he stumbles a bit and catches himself but he's like oh it's slick
0: Well, I'm wondering why, like, so what what must have happened was because he was like a main actor in there, he must have not had time to like go through like this boot camp that they did. And then they just started shooting and they're like, oh, this guy does not know how to hold a gun. But the rest, yeah, I bet when they were going through the hallways and the the loose change, you know, where the like the general's like, please tell me someone has a penny. And that often that um, soldier just goes, no, sir, we don't carry least changing us when we go into you know a combat zone that was also from the marines like yeah that would give away a position pretty quickly
1: <laughs> yeah
0: hey do you hear that yeah that sounds like two quarters and a nickel banging together
1: yeah you know they have this like billion dollar spacecraft they're about to launch to mars and they have like one guy guarding it
2: mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> just a van of two dudes can blow it up
1: and you got those two guys in the orange jumpsuits they're tripping balls at after something happened to him.
0: How about when they're like discussing about the launch and they're like, listen, general, you know, Mars isn't going to wait for us. And he's like, I'll tell you what I'll do. I'll postpone it. As soon as we're done with this, like whole investigation, we're going to launch your thing. He, they're all like, yeah, that works for us. <laughs> Just like, oh, okay. So I guess that the rescheduling of that launch is no big deal.
2: Yeah. it's It's not like every hour it gets hundreds of miles farther away. Yeah, because he's just like, listen, Mars
0: isn't gonna wait for us. And he goes, okay, we'll postpone it. It's like, oh, okay, all right. It's like you don't even know how long. <laughs> uh, I still enjoyed the second half quite a bit. The entire alien spaceship was actually in this, like, built around the same hangar that built or that uh, held um, what's his name? The Spruce Goose.
1: Oh, Howard Hughes.
0: Howard Hughes, the Spruce Goose. Yeah, it was it was um, all housed in the same area. And I saw a picture of it. The Spruce Goose. I forgot how ridiculously big that was.
2: What is a Spruce Goose? You've never heard
0: of the Spruce Goose? No. It's that ginormous plane that Howard Hughes made and it flew one time.
2: Oh, that thingy. Yeah, I've seen it.
0: It's it's so stupid big. uh, I don't know how big that thing is compared to like bombers or you know some of our jets nowadays, but that thing's some.
2: I will say the spaceship was really cool looking though, the uh, the like the alien spaceship.
0: I think there was a lot of things. I I even like the the cheesy, and I don't mean that in a bad way. You know, like the campy lights that they have on the spaceship, mm-hmm. everything like that. That just reminds me of the fifties. I didn't have a problem with that. I I was looking at a lot of the reviews back in the 80s a lot of people they're just like well there's too much uh special effects in this there's too much prosthetics there's too much makeup and really yeah and i'm like i it's the 80s it's the middle of the 80s it's what everyone did like i'm not going to complain about the new spider-man because it's like "Mm, it's cg spider-man it's not actually people jumping around like that's fucking what it is. If it's bad CG, I'll call it. Yeah, out. it's
2: like uh, Dr. Strange had some terrible CG in it and it's driving me nuts. just a $40 trillion movie. You can slow down production a bit.
1: Yeah, that's where, have we talked about this before where this is the reason that CG is getting so bad is like directors are just getting lazy. This is kind of like, you see this in software too where one team will finish up something and it won't be done worth a shit and it'll throw it over the fence to the next team. And be like, Okay, you guys take care of it
2: huge issue with it if i find that a guy did like an hour-long video on it if i if i find it i'll send it to you guys
0: yeah it's because they rush through these houses so so fast you know they get all these animation studios to do all this work incredibly fast
2: and if it's slightly off it triggers like the uncanny valley and like uh, i it i can pick it out right away and it bugs me
0: well, and another thing that irritates me, uh, like with the Disney Marvel stuff that's coming out and it's not that good, they're just like,
2: well, it's TV. You can't
0: expect the same thing as movies. I'm like, yeah, but it looks bad even for like I've seen smaller budget stop like and, and all the artists are the ones taking the blames.
2: Yeah, but it isn't. They're, they're getting rushed. It's like video games, too, where yeah, it releases and the game's not playable for a year and a half. Because they rushed it so bad and didn't give anybody the time they needed to get it working right.
0: Like developing software, they'll they get away with this shit because they're like, okay, well, this is release one. Release one point one will have updates, and release one point two. To yeah, we'll just, we'll just keep
1: patching it as it goes yep. out. Like, so you you're just
2: eternally making time. betas. You're like, this is the the beta. You guys are gonna tell us how to improve it, and we'll fix it for you.
1: Yes, yeah, so
0: you're internally getting checks from the company that wants to improve it. I swear to God, it's the first release and then it's constant maintenance contracts.
1: And the software business the maintenance is where the money's at, really. Oh, yeah,
0: because the money runs out in the initial budget real quick. And then you've got the maintenance contracts. And I guarantee you they do the same thing in these games because these games are all just pay to play, you know, this bullshit. And they're like, oh, come out with an update Now Disney in this whole show thing. I guess they'll be like, oh, our next show will be better. You know, as long as we're still getting the money from you, everyone. Just
2: dangling that carrot.
0: Yeah. And I, I like She-Hulk. Watching She-Hulk was rough because I don't give a shit what anyone says. That CG terrible and I don't care if it's a miniseries. It was terrible.
1: I haven't seen that. And I haven't even seen the new Thor movie either. I just can't. I'm just marveled out.
2: It's not good. It's a joke. But I had fun watching it. it it's a joke, though. Don't take it serious.
0: Well, it's it's half acted, you know, by... <laughs> A superb actor who's like acting his ass off in a completely different movie, and then you've got Thor and his friends who are like, <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah, the God Killer is fucking tight. Yeah, and I'm
0: like what is? You just spoiled this character. Please bring him back. I don't care how. I'll just bring him back. But okay,
2: we should yeah. get back to the movie.
0: I mean, we're pretty much done. Uh, <laughs> you know, the the Marines come in and shoot those aliens, and <laughs> then the penis retracts back into the anus.
2: <laughs> you forgot the Ronaldo thing.
1: Rinaldi's like
2: Rinaldi. Rinaldi! Rinaldi!
1: They just and then you notice like after well the, the church lady gets devoured. We get this like kind of Highlander style lightning at some point. And then the Captain Curtis like blows a hole in the tunnel and all the Marines just escape and they just run past David, like the one kid they went in there to save. They just run past him and just leave him there.
2: They just keep yelling, Come on, David, come on.
0: <laughs> he has the penny in his pocket. And the penny powers the gun and then they shoot the hole in there. So it was like, that's where it came back and everything. But they said, put a five The general goes, put five minutes on that. And I want everyone out. And I was like, Whoa, five minutes. Like that would be tough if there's nothing in your way to stop you. And this is the longest five minutes ever. So I looked at it in the clock. This five minutes is almost 14 minutes in the actual <laughs> like screen. I'm like, this is nuts even for a movie you're almost three times over and then they leave david but and he's like mom dad it's like god damn it david but they do the dream sequence thing and i i this irritates me too because they left it
2: open they're I like it wasn't a dream or was it yeah he's like everything's fine and then the ship lands again mm-hmm. i'm like what is this like some time loop that the aliens have that they're like oh fuck we lost time loop it Well, this is something, you know,
0: you know, the little last scare in the 80s. They did it all the time in the 80s. But apparently this is something that they did in the 50s movie, too. So is this a remake?
2: Yeah. Oh, I didn't. I didn't think we went over that. We did. We did. You missed it. Oh, I thought you were just talking about old 50s movies. Oh,
0: my God. It's fine. It doesn't matter. I it's the 50s one was apparently about the Cold War. I've never seen it. And the only reason I know that they did this in the 50s movies is because I read it.
2: Oh, this one's about drunk, alcoholic parents that abuse their child, and he's really hoping to get them back, you know, that they recover. And then,
0: I mean, the dad seemed awfully nice to me. I, I didn't,
1: were they abused? Well, well, I guess he does get his parents back with the end. Then he's like, no, no.
2: Oh, dad, you're just taking a lot of pills for breakfast, huh? What
0: the hell's on the back of your neck, dad? <laughs> so i mean now that we've gotten through it uh recommendations we'll start with chris do you recommend invaders
2: from Mars? i liked it yeah yeah i'd recommend it watch it brad
1: yeah it's fun it's goofy it's respectful the military mostly
0: i only suggest the second half because i never want to watch that first half well kind of i kind of want to watch the frog again
1: if this is one of those movies that it's like I'll like have about four Manhattan's and I'll start texting you guys about it, <laughs>
0: <laughs> with no context, it's just, you're just going. <laughs>
1: like the other day on Iron Eagle, where it's like this movie really isn't any good, but if I have, if I drink a little bit ahead of time, then it's like oh yeah, this movie's kind of enjoyable.
2: So many movies are better that way,
0: in a group drinking.
2: Uh huh. That's what we used to do all the time too, just oh, hang yeah. out, and watch movies, and drink beer.
0: No responsibilities except. You know, the the biggest decision is what type of beer we're gonna drink tonight, what movie are we gonna watch? Oh, I miss those days. Mm-hmm. You do that with your kids, and they're gonna be like, why does daddy smell funny? <laughs>
1: oh, my, my son knows.
0: Uh, we'll pretend, we'll cut that. He doesn't know.
1: And yeah, my daughter's like, hey, let's go get drinks.
0: <laughs> what kind of drinks would you like? All right, well, uh, let's move on to the museum.
3: This is the second time I've had to reclaim my property from you. that belongs in a museum.
0: So do you. This is the part of the show where we go out in the film jungle and bring something back like
2: indie,
0: flipping a coin. We're going to let Brad go first.
1: What do you got? I think I'm going to take this away from both of you guys, though. Marines have no qualms about killing Martians.
0: That's a good one. It's a damn good one. (laughs) That's my favorite line in the movie.
1: And if I wasn't going to use that, I was going to say just thank you for like hiring like a military consulting company to come in there and like help out. Um, Why couldn't Iron Eagle do the same thing?
0: Well, I mean, good on the Marines for just like being like, yeah, all right. This sounds awesome. Sci-fi movie that kills aliens. We're down.
1: Like, let's make a recruitment video, a recruitment movie for the Air Force and make the Air Force seem like a bunch of just incompetent buffoons.
0: (laughs) And then Iron Eagle came out with two more. And I heard I, I remember reading an article that they were considering doing an Iron Eagle remake. And I'm like, are you sure? <laughs> they weren't even that popular then, but you know, hey.
1: No, and I guess one of the things I wrote about this too, it's like if they decide, imagine how interesting this would be if they did a remake of this movie with like, say, the Duffer brothers with kind of a Netflix kind of budget.
2: Yeah, it'd be a, a cool mini-series, yeah. I yeah, I
1: think I think these type of tales, like these 50s
0: nuclear type. Obviously, this one wasn't nuclear, but, you know, and then it turned into Aliens of the 80s. I always think these things, like Stranger Things, you know, it's just, like, give it that type of vibe. Maybe not, maybe put it today. Without these
2: kind of movies, I don't think Stranger Things would have existed. Like, that's where Uh, they got all the ideas and feels is just random, shittier sci-fi movies, I feel.
0: Also, you know, all of us 80s kids who grew up Mm-hmm. Our movies were pretty dramatic. They did not give a shit about our feelings. And you get to the point now where they're coming out with Stranger Things, which is not quite as, you know, it doesn't quite go as far as, you know, like never ending story that we had back in the day where you're like, holy shit, they killed Artemis.
2: Yeah, <laughs> like... I have I have friends that have nightmares about that movie still. The, the, the werewolf terrifies me. Yeah.
0: And the, the whole thing is like we can sit there and watch it with our kids and it kind of gives us a taste. It gives us a little bit of a taste like what we used to go through. And maybe you can look at your kids and be like, yeah, you know, sometimes life's scary, but don't worry, it'll be OK. You show them the shit that we grew up with.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah, totally. Like, you know, how, like they took it right up to the edge with Max where they didn't kill her off. But it, this was like an 80s movie. Yeah, she's done.
0: Oh, man, they just they pulled those strings back in the day. I mean, adults would slap kids and they'd be like, that's fine. They'd point guns at kids. Like, E.T., don't they just straight up fire at them?
2: Yeah. They fucking chain smoking cigarettes in cars in kids' movies back in the day. <laughs> there are no regulations.
1: Oh, so one more thing. So, Church Lady, she was nominated. This is what you, this is, learns you right for not going all in and eating that frog there.
0: That's right.
1: Worst Actress Award for Golden Raspberry. Mm-hmm and also this movie is nominated for the worst visual effects which i which is bullshit bullshit yeah
0: yeah that's no chris you put anything in
2: yeah the murder mobile <laughs> <laughs> like, I love that. Right. just corpses and skin hanging everywhere and she's just like because do, when she's not possessed by the aliens like she's not a nice lady to him obviously but she looks like a nice church lady like going to church on Sundays and just driving this death mobile behind her. The Ford Amber <laughs> alert. Yeah, that thing is like, yeah. just ready to go, ready to roll.
0: Oh, if her license plate would have been personalized to say Amber, that would have been amazing. <laughs> uh, I'm going to put in the uh, the dick brain monster. I it reminded me of something on Farscape. I really enjoyed it.
2: I fucking love Farscape.
0: Yeah, it's amazing. Anyone who's into sci fi, I'm telling you what, just go back find that show i'm sure it's streaming somewhere
2: i don't think so i i think it's gone you're gonna have to like find it illegally probably
0: oh i hope not because i looked
2: before and i couldn't find it on anything it might be now but
0: i remember when i looked to buy it on dvd it's expensive
2: i found flyer firefly uh dvd at like a goodwill for pretty cheap but i don't i never really got it into firefly so
0: well that was fox
2: those were yeah much it was like, easier. it was like 10 bucks
0: Oh, Farscape Streaming. Let's see. Let's tell everyone where did it's Did they at. get it?
2: Yeah, it's on Tubi for free. Oh, Tubi, yeah. See, things Tubi. like that exist now.
1: Excellent. Yeah, so Tubi is where I watched this, I believe. So did I.
2: Mm-hmm. I made an account.
1: Yeah, V the series. Remember that from like the mid-80s with oh, um, yeah, yeah. our boy Ironsides in it mm-hmm. playing a bad guy? Just awesome.
2: I have that on VHS. We could do the movie.
0: Yeah, the movie. now. Okay, so there was the movie, there was the, you know, older TV series. Then they make a newer TV series somewhere in the 2000s. They did, I think
1: about 10, 11, 12 years ago. I watched it, but it got canceled.
2: I just remember the one from when we were younger. That was really good.
0: It feels like the 2000s had so many shows like canceled after like one, two, three seasons, they just they were trying to battle, you know, like the Netflix DVDs and everything. And like, especially if it was on Fox, was that on Fox?
1: Uh, It might have been like ABC, but you're right. I mean, you can't like launch a big franchise like that, a big series. And with all the constraints you have of network television versus Mm -hmm. something like a Netflix that can just do basically whatever they want.
0: That's why these streaming services have these TV series go for so long. They don't have restrictions. You can do whatever you want. It's limited to, you know, like 10 episodes. So you don't have any of this, you know, shitty episode fillers like you had in Star Trek, you know, like back in the day. that we had to put up with like the amount of shitty episodes on deep space nine and the next generation is just astonishing.
2: Like I'm, am, I'm am a huge fan of filler episodes. Oh, huge fan of them. Like, cause a you of contrarian anime- son of a bitch. No, a lot of, epi- <laughs> like a lot of anime I watch. they'll release like a uh, an episode, like without filler episodes, somebody else will release what episodes to watch. But then there's a lot of like tertiary characters you don't learn about. So in TV shows, I like them.
1: Should we take you to the nearest college campus? Like filler episodes are better than normal episodes. Change my mind.
2: No, they're equal. They're equal. Like in Naruto, you learn about his wife a lot in the filler episodes. You take those out, he just gets married one day. And you're like, we don't know anything about her.
0: I mean, sometimes it worked out, you know, like in Star Trek Next Generation, whether they were going back in time, you know, going into the, um, I don't know what it's called, but they were, you know, going back to a Western everything like that those those are great filler episodes mm-hmm. but you can only have so many of those network television stuck them in all the time
2: i think it's like two a season
0: well i mean a network television show would have like 24 episodes and you know like 12 of them were filler yeah if you were lucky
2: like <laughs> do one every five episodes there you go it gives you two filler every 12 yeah. you know
0: well, i think those days are behind us um i'm going to i already sticked in never mind i already forgot the brain dick that's mine love it
2: <laughs> just coming out of the van
0: all right now it's time for me to rant because we're going to talk about what we watch so spoiler oh, okay actually i need to know have you guys seen halloween ends
2: mm, no
0: okay so non or no yeah non-spoiler rant i did not like halloween ends. There's a lot about it I didn't like. The biggest thing is it's fucking boring. I thought it was a very boring film.
1: And for someone like you, who's been such a, a true Halloween fan for so many years, it's almost like a personal attack.
0: I don't think it's a personal attack. I think they ran out of ideas.
2: Yeah. There's like 12 movies now.
1: Yeah,
0: this is like 12 or 13th. And the thing is, like, I think they used all their bullets in Halloween 2018. And they're like, okay, shit we kind of just wanted to do a two movie thing. And then we decided to do one movie and then it was really successful. And then Blumhouse kind of wanted us to do three movies. And then we did kills, which, you know, a lot of people didn't like. Some people did, you know, okay, now we're going to do kills and ends in the same night. Oh, never mind. COVID came and we had a second thought. Let's make it a four year gap. And then it's just like, I don't know. I can't, they introduce a new character who becomes a main character in this that I, no offense to the actor, but I can't fucking stand. I'm just sitting here watching it. And, and then the amazing thing is, is people are calling it the Halloween 3 of the trilogy. And I think it's such a slap in the face to Halloween 3, because Halloween 3 was purposely doing something different. They were like, yeah, this is going to be an anthology. This is Halloween ends. It's supposed to be the end of a trilogy. You can't be like, it's just like Halloween three in 20 years. People are going to love it. No, I think this will lose steam over years because people will start to rewatch the trilogy one, two, three back to back to back. And this is how it really goes like Halloween 2018. And then I think kills is really messy and kind of weird, but it's got great gore. So if you're into the candy, you know the Carnage candy, it's great. And then Halloween ends goes boring. That's just my feeling.
2: I haven't watched any of them. So I know you hate the series, and I no, believe I, I don't hate Halloween at all. I'm. Just, over on, lately, I'm not really a big fan of like slashers. So unless it just comes on or I have friends to watch it with, I just don't really
1: care. Yeah, I haven't seen the whole catalog, but just throwing it out there, Halloween three is the best Halloween. Change my mind. <laughs> Even though I haven't seen like most of them, I've seen like maybe one or two others. So I'm just just throwing out hot takes to offend people here. Make a shirt that says
2: whatever movie you like, the sequels better. (laughs) Chris,
0: I'm going to going to have someone come over and check your house and make sure you're not a communist for saying that Halloween is the worst franchise you've ever seen. And Halloween's a dumb holiday. I I heard you say that, right? (laughs) It's my anniversary, (laughs) but I think it's the worst holiday. (laughs) (laughs) um yeah i don't know i don't
2: know what they're doing with it so that's my rant if you guys had watched anything just let me know uh me and brad both watched something finished lord of the rings yes i liked it but accidentally somebody is really good at spoiling and they already said that and then they did it again in text (laughs) somebody (laughs) posted and then somebody else was like yeah i didn't think that character would be this character (laughs) but i thought the last episode was Fucking great but...
1: yeah i'd say it was great i mean but i will say of all the the most recent um tolkien um franchises in the last 20 years of three it's number three of the three
2: yeah it's better than the hobbit <laughs> oh well that's
1: not saying oh well, yeah i would it. say it's better than the hobbit. i don't know yeah um, the hobbit was like that was it's a weird situation because i've read all that stuff now from the the lord of the rings that trilogy they had to leave a lot of the book material out to make those three movies otherwise they would have all been like six hours long but for the hobbit they added a bunch of stuff in
0: well it was one it just book inflated... and i think that book was like
2: 250 yeah. pages
1: they just inflated the content where if it would have been like two movies or one movie maybe it would have been a lot better
2: i mean i do like it it's just drags the, the hobbit but also mm-hmm. this this series the Rings of Power. There's I have qualms with it, but overall I enjoyed it. If you watch it with like uh
1: it was slow times, you were right too. There's times where you have to stop and like pull out your phone and like do a geography lesson on yeah, Middle Earth. And there's
2: just so many locations and names. I'm like, hold on, who are they talking about? Well, I can tell you I've I've gone through the first three episodes
0: and they're slow. So I've heard people say that you gotta stick with it. You gotta stick with it. They're setting up a lot of story, and I but, understand that from well, a Tolkien
2: two episodes are pretty intense and have all the payoff of the other season the other episodes i'd say the last four are definitely really good it's it's got a lot of build-up and a lot of story and they're going to continue it into different seasons
0: now when you guys see the the black dwarves and the black elves do you guys rub your little swashika flags underneath your desk just to calm yourself down no
1: like like i said before i mean it's like you have talking trees you have orcs you have magic you have like aliens that come down from space I mean you got if that crosses the threshold of unbelievability then it's like that's on you
2: and I was talking to Lily about like actual racism in high fantasy and sci-fi like it's an actual plot point like us as humans are all one race but when you have these different planets that interact or literally different species of things that interact and I was like the individual between them they don't care They just like orcs don't like elves and dwarves don't like humans and things like that. I was like, this is bullshit caring about like what color the actor was. Yeah, and
0: I'm trying to figure out how many of these are real. How many people complaining about this is real? Mm -hmm. I, I, I do wonder about this because I've never met anyone who say anything about this. It's all like articles that are released at the beginning of a series. And I'm like, is this? manufactured because i i don't like even people personally online i know who say some shit that i'm like "Mm, you're getting kind of on the cusp there they like don't seem they're like i don't give a shit
2: no i thought the the dwarf uh i don't know her name i haven't pulled anything up but like his wife. (laughs) no his (laughs) wife i thought she was fucking amazing and i couldn't really imagine anybody else Oh, she's the character. best
0: part of that one episode yeah, that I watched. I love it. And I I can't yeah.
2: imagine anybody complaining about her.
0: I don't, yeah. Part of me wonders if like
2: people are making it up, if they
0: know they're gonna have controversy in a show. Like and and this is tinfoil hat on. Uh if they know like a show's bad or they're gonna have controversy, do is there like some manufactured uh articles to get the story away from that? Not saying that this was a bad
2: one, but Two people on Twitter said something, so then the media blows it out of proportion Yeah, have people argue on the internet and get clicks.
0: Yeah, Who George, knows?
2: George Smith from South Dakota
0: thinks black elves are bad. He's just like, oh, George Smith from South Dakota.
1: Well, I wonder if George Smith is mad about them breaking canon regarding a certain character there.
2: Yeah, I can't say anything about that. Maybe I'll text you individually because I am confused on that also. Uh,
0: that That's something that I've seen people that like have a legitimate argument about that. Like there are a lot of super Tolkien fans that are pissed off that something happened in this, that anger, I get those are book nerds. You invested a lot of time in reading these books, very difficult words, top to bottom, left to right, you know, it's hard. And then they change something. I get that. But, uh, yeah, the color of the skin of the elves are dwarves. I'm like, "Mm, I don't know.
1: I don't it's care financial decision, too, on Amazon's part. I mean, you want this to appeal to the audience that's going to be watching this. And so people tend to want to watch people on TV that tend to look like them.
2: Yeah, that's kind of cool to be able to see people that look like you on TV as well, three white guys. Yeah, we've been seeing it our entire life, but it is pretty cool for other people to finally, like, understand Yeah, and see characters that they they can relate to.
0: I mean, we don't even know what it's like,
2: like, honestly.
0: And now we just see difference. You're like, okay, this person's not my color skin. And I don't know, maybe it's just because all of us are maybe not fucking freaks,
2: but it's just like, I don't care. I I never gave a shit. I wouldn't have noticed it if people on the internet didn't bring it up. I wouldn't. Yeah. I don't think Amazon
1: made this decision to like be all social justice warrior. You know, appeal to that I think they saw dollar signs. That's why they made that decision.
0: Mm -hmm. it's clicks. And you know what? same thing with like, some of these maybe Disney shows with their, you know, kind of message that they're not even it's not sneaky at all. It's just like, okay, we get it. Women are powerful. Like with Captain Marvel, my whole thing was like, one, that's old. I think it's so like, okay, we get it. Yeah, women can do what I get it. There's a superhero. She has superpowers. I don't give a shit if she's a woman. Just make it good. Yeah, I've, but, been,
1: yeah, I've been in that camp since 1986 with aliens, just like Sigourney like, Weaver just goes in there and kicks ass.
0: I mean, Sarah Connor had her own TV series that should not have been canceled and never got understood. You know, like I don't, I don't give a shit. I don't give a shit what you are. Just make it good. But I, apparently there are people still hung up on it. I just don't know them. I'm and,
2: glad I don't know them.
0: Yeah, I just don't like it when a show is just like, hmm, what are you going to say to me, man? Because I'm a woman. And then they pose and I'm like,
2: OK, yeah, let's but, calm down with that.
0: But they do that in Lord of the Rings.
2: <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. When they're like, no man can kill me. And he's like, well, I ain't a man. Cuts his hand off. And then the fingers go flying and the ring flies off. It's right in the beginning of Lord of the Rings. No, that's, the no, that's towards
1: line. the end where she like stabs him in the face. I know no. yeah.
2: to no? me that to me, they play that before the opening credits, even they're like, you but know, But that was movies. the early
0: 2000s. And we're still doing that sometimes. I'm like, really?
1: And that might have been taken from the book, too. I need to. I
0: don't know. I can't. read. I'm it. not
1: going to go back and research. if so someone do that for me. But it might have been a line from the book, too.
0: Yeah, but that actually sounds like a good line. It is a good line. I'm not
2: saying it ain't a good line it's not forced.
0: I, I feel like there's there's way too much forced shit right now because it's like a uh, a hot button. What do they call it when you go too far and then everyone in the studio is just like make sure you do this because that will make women come to see this movie and then men who hate it will have to watch it to know why
1: they hate it. Well, it's like and, wrestling, you know, you like you're, even if people hate you if you're effective, you're going to get yeah. you're going to move the needle. You're That's a heel it. in wrestling.
0: Like, they don't care who watches it, whether they like it or hate it, as long as they're watching it. Because that's dollar signs, but all right. Okay, well, we did not make this episode short, but I actually think a lot of the shit was really
1: interesting.
2: Just watch it at 1.2 or 1.5, I mean. (laughs) That's right.
1: Just three dudes rambling on.
2: That's right.
1: Nonsense.
2: Man, (laughs) we'll get this under an hour eventually
0: what's fucked up is our most amount of downloads are always on like longer episodes and i'm always trying to like let's make this one shorter and i'm like the worst one fuck remember to be kind
2: (laughs) and And rewind rewind.
0: (laughs) hey they're getting better (laughs) i don't think so